I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yes, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of AfterBuzz TV's White Lines After Show. This is episode season one, episode four. Uh, my name is Rob. I'll be the host for this evening's proceedings, but I am not alone. I'm here armed with two fantastic co-captains, uh, Ashman and Allie. How you guys doing? Hi, guys. So good. Yes. And uh, once again, this will be filled with spoilers. So if you have not watched this episode, turn it off and go watch it and then come back. We still want you to watch us, but after you've watched the show, so you have some kind of frame of reference for all the spoilers that we're getting ready to get into. So uh, before we go ahead and get started, I would just like to pull out a couple of points that we'll be covering uh, on this episode. Once again, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, we highly encourage you to stop watching us right now or listening to us and go watch it and then come back and revisit us. So. First of all, we have Boxer and Zoe. Boxer and Zoe's honeymoon is now over. It's over. Things have gotten real. We'll we'll get back to that in a minute. Another big bomb that we have this episode, Zoe's dad just pops up and comes to Ibiza. That threw me for a complete loop. I'm pretty sure it threw all of my co-hosts and you guys watching and or listening at home. The third bomb of the evening is that Andreu has a car accident. I'm saying that with quotations, car accident. But before we venture off into any of those uh, subjects that I just covered or points I just covered, let's go ahead and get everybody's thoughts. Uh, We'll start with you, Ashman. What did you think about everything that was happening this episode? How did you feel before, during, and after? Well, you don't have to go through that, but how were you feeling (laughs) whenever you saw this? You know what, guys, I really love this show. I just think it is such an awesome, like, Spanish drama and fused with everything. It's like, it's so unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen where. And what I really appreciate about it is the pace. It's like a fast paced show. So per episode, you really get a lot. And I just absolutely love it. Um, Rob, some of the things you touched on. Absolutely. Like we get an overall background of the history and the relationship amongst all these people that are involved. Um, So I really enjoyed getting the background story and coming to the present moment of why there are these feuds and, you know, these reconciliations and just what the overall history in this um, island of Ibiza amongst these families are. So really, really great. And I, I agree with you on that. But Allie, what were you thinking about all, this whole episode? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I really liked this episode. I feel like we finally got a lot of that background information that we've been wanting. Um, like you said, a lot of bombs happened. Everything I thought I had figured out kind of changed after watching this episode. So overall, a really important uh entertaining episode and i'm excited to get into each bomb in more detail but yeah yes i had a lot of fun this episode as well um i i'm loving all the the bombs that are being dropped on me as i'm watching um and now i see you know i'm starting to see more avenues that this uh episode excuse me that this series can travel down you know at first we're seeing just a couple of storylines, but now we're starting to get storylines on top of storylines on top of storylines. This is, uh, things are getting ready to get crazy and crazier and I'm here for it. And I'm glad that everybody that's watching us is here for it too, because if you weren't here for it, you wouldn't be here for us. (laughs) Um, so let's go ahead and get into the first bomb that I let, that I jotted down, which was boxers and Zoe's honeymoon is now over. Okay, so uh, just in case, you know, uh, you didn't miss last episode, I'm going to spoil it for you. There, uh, Boxer cleans up the Romanians. He cleans up that problem that they had, and he has to clean them up by killing them. And when he does, you know, he doesn't explain what's happening just yet, but it is revealed to Zoe by him that he killed those Romanians. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And Zoe didn't take it well. But also, Zoe has a document from the government or the police about her brother and is trying to read into it more. Struggles because English, I mean, Spanish isn't her language at all. And she tries to hide it from from Boxer. She just doesn't trust Boxer. Uh, because Boxer works for the same family that could have possibly killed her brother. And um, Boxer doesn't take that well. And I was for all the drama. I was a little annoyed with her, uh, with Zoe at first, because, you know, this guy did a lot, you know, to help you find all this stuff. You know, he didn't have to help you. You dropped in his lap from the sky. And so, you know, he's just trying to help and you're shutting him out. And yeah, I was I was annoyed with you for a second, but I got over it. Uh, how did you feel about that whole series uh, series of events, Ashman? Well, that was me last episode, right? Remember, I was like, I am annoyed <laughs> with Zoe. So when I seen the fuse kind of happen with them this episode, it kind of went hand in hand with my prediction. I'm like, Boxer's going to be furious at her and probably throw her out when he finds out like what she's done. And I think that's exactly what we see happen. It's like he comes back and he's just got done killing two guys for her. And like we said, he he didn't need to insert himself at all. He just, he he trusted that they were kind of on the same team. So he took these measures and now she's kind of withdrawing from him. So I think he just lost his cool. He was like, what the hell? I just got done killing two men for you. You're sitting here in my house and you won't even let me see these papers. So I feel like he got a red flag, a big alert, like, and got obviously furious at her and threw her out. But I think is Boxer's in his feelings. He is so in his feelings with Zoe because he continues to insert himself. So I feel like, okay, it's clear that, you know, he's building emotions for her because he's already got the message and he still can't stay away, right? So I'm like, well, Boxer, if anything happens to you now, I'm not even mad at Zoe anymore. You kind of know what you're getting yourself into. And her mission is the same, which is she wants to find out what happened to her brother. And she's like, I'm not going to be on anybody's team because I don't know who's telling the truth or not. So I thought I thought that was interesting, but Boxer still ends up taking care of her in the end. So he's uh, he has a soft uh, place for Zoe. Yes, and I, part of me thinks he's not uh, believes he's not thinking clearly because lightning has struck right. in the same spot <laughs> about three four times, and he's still like, I'm going to stand out here with the lightning rod. I know it's striking closer and closer to me, but whatever. Um, so Ali, what what did you think about that whole sequence? I, I agreed with you. I was very annoyed with um, Zoe for being so just standoffish towards him. Uh, I mean, I guess granted she didn't know what all he had done for her and the fact that he killed the Romanians. She didn't know that yet. Um, but yeah, we saw everything uh, that he went through for her and then she can't even show him just a simple like, a sticky note of words that he could have also have helped her with. So I was just a little annoyed with her um, in that first scene together. Um, but she makes up for it and she goes back and apologizes. So I was happy to see that. Um, I just, I feel like I it'd be hard for me to also trust someone in that city. There's just so much going on. You don't know who you can trust. But, you know, life's hard. You always have to have someone so I'm glad that we saw Kika kind of um, on her team again. And I really do think Boxer's good. And I'd love to just see her kind of let him in um, more, let him into her life more. Well, there are more events that happen in that scene that we're going to get back to in a minute, because there's one that kind of sends Boxer completely over the edge and just mm-hmm. like throws him aback because of what he's done already. Um, but we'll cover that in a moment. Let's talk about 
Cristobal not being dead. I thought Cristobal was dead. I'm not gonna lie, whenever he was tortured by the music, I I thought he, like his brain either, not exploded, maybe had a brain aneurysm or something like that, or along with going deaf, I thought the worst, you know. That's one thing I liked about that, is that, you know, it's one of those things that leaves your your imagination up to do all the work. But Cristobal is alive, and not only is he alive, his father, Pepe, calls Andreu and tells him what has happened. And so Andreu, in a rage, kicks Oreo the hell out of the house, which my parents would have did the same thing to me. So I was totally on the side of Andreu for this because it was, you know, it's one of those rash decisions that you make, you know, you're not thinking, you're just trying to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. You know, you want to, instead of doing the surgery, AKA solving the problem, no, you just want to cover up and uh, cover up the bleeding, but you're not doing it with with a sufficient, you know, gauze or bandage. Um, and so, what did uh, Ali? What did you think whenever you saw the uh, whenever two things, Cristobal was alive, and the confrontation between Andreu and Oreo over Cristobal's uh, torture? Yeah, um, I agree with you. I I definitely thought we were going to see Cristobal at least in a hospital or something. Um, but we see him just walking in the club. You can kind of tell right away he's deaf. And um, I think that whole scene was very powerful. It was really hard to watch. I felt bad for him. I, I was happy he was alive. But um, again, we hear his father talk about how that's, they basically just took the one thing that he had worth living for. I mean, DJing was his passion and his dream and now he can't hear. Um, so that was just really heartbreaking to learn about. Um, and when Andrew um, kind of got an Oriole and like kicked him out and beat him up, I was so happy to see it. And I was like, hit him harder. I- yeah. One <laughs> so, more time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling about about these two about these two things, Ashman? The whole uh, Cristobal being alive, plus you know Andreu finding out about it and confronting his son and kicking his ass a little bit. Totally, um, I was happy to see Cristobal alive too. I didn't know what his situation was. I mean, the way we saw him, he was just kind of hanging beside those stereos, so I didn't know you know what his condition was. So me too. I was happy to see that he was alive. I was sorry to see that he's lost his hearing, but I love the way his father, Pepe, stood up for him. Um, the prior episode, we kind of seen him putting his son down a lot. He was like, oh, he's stupid. He can't pull it off. Like he's not really worth too much. But you could see when anything went down, he was like, at the end of the day, like you're messing with my boy. And, and, and I, I like to see the heart side of him. He was like, um, you know, you might have been a mediocre DJ, but then he was like, actually, you were a great DJ and, and you were great at what you did. So um, I think, you know, I don't think he's going to take this lightly. We already seen Conchita go there and try to level with him. And he was like, you think your compassion is going to bring my son's hearing back? So I don't think he's taking this lightly. I'm glad he went to the source, which is Andreu, and was like, let me tell you, direct from the source what happened before other people try to fill your ear ears up with stories and Andreu I think he's had it with his son for a while so he didn't you know that that wasn't just one beat down on one scenario he had a buildup of things and and I think you know he totally unleashed so he kind of got got what was coming to him I think yes I and another reason I, I'm with you with Cristobal being alive happy being he alive because him being alive because there's Cristobal knows something and I have a feeling throughout this series the episodes of this of this season we're going to see Cristobal come and give us a little bit of truth on what's happening because mm -hmm. you know I there's that from the flashbacks and seeing all those guys together before it seems like it was a very close-knit community and in a close-knit community news travels fast all the drama and all the tea everybody knows it um and you brought up a great point, Ashman, about about um, Conchita, and we're going to get to that in just a second because that's that's one real important scene. I, I really like that, and I I wrote it down in my little notebook here. Um, so uh, before we move on to that, I just want to I, I want to talk about how uh, Zoe goes and breaks um, Box's heart a little bit. Well, not breaks his heart, gives him a little bit of a heart 
attack mm-hmm. when she tells him that she told the police about everything <laughs> and you know him like having to have already killed those guys okay for me i'm like okay i know he wants to go completely off the handle but he had um you know a sense of you know calm in a situation where me i would have been going like i said off the handle because now the police have something else to look at me you know i had drama with these romanians and now these romanians are missing so what you know now i'm a suspect but what did you all what what did you all think about that whole you know uh zoe telling the truth to uh boxer about what she what she had told the police i'll let go ahead and uh you can go uh ashman sorry yeah i mean i was happy zoe came clean with everything i think now at this point anything she knows and anyone that she has gotten involved in her situation i'm glad everyone is kind of on the same page and zoe has confessed everything that she knows so i think that was great um i was surprised with how chill boxer was i thought you know he would flip out but he actually didn't i mean he must be really confident about the way that he covered that death because he was not worried about it and he was like don't worry they're not going to find the bodies like it's going to be fine so I'm like, okay, well, if he feels that confident, then maybe there's no reason to worry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. What about you, Ali? What what do you think about that? I agree. I liked how um I kind of felt like Zoe uh cuz she was all worried and panicked and then the how calm he was made me feel calm, so I appreciated that also. Uh, whether or not he was just saying that in the moment to calm her down or if he really does think everything will be okay and he thinks he completely took care of the situation but overall i think these two just need to get on a better um communication ground or something mm-hmm. they just need to kind of let each other in on what they're doing so this doesn't happen again and we don't have zoe going and telling the cops something while box was out killing people they just need to either like make this team uh go forward with being a team but like be open and honest because all they have is each other at this point and so yeah yes and if you're going to tell a lie to outside people outside the circle make sure everybody in the circle is on the same line yes. so we all can move <laughs> one direction with this big lying spider web so uh earlier ashman you were speaking about conchita meeting with pepe and that's one one thing i wanted to talk about because that for me felt like a it felt like got a really godfathery godfatherish you know because you have conchita going to this going to the house of pepe pepe out at the pool with his son watching him walk around hanging out under the umbrella with the sunglasses on total like you know old school mafioso godfather stuff um one thing that i admired about this scene is that we get to get a little bit of backstory you know the whole one for one swap like well one of your people ran my daughter off the road and now she went and now she's brain dead well my son is now you know deaf because of this. so now we are at war now it's on um and one thing i really liked about another thing i really liked about this scene uh, was conchita actually showing up there alone no security just super bold she's been bold the whole damn time on yeah. this on this series so far so it doesn't it didn't surprise me here but uh ali what what how did you feel about conchita showing up there and trying to make amends with pepe um you know i i'm tired of her trying to like cover up oriel's tracks and mm-hmm. trying to um i think it would have been different if she showed up and was like i'm so sorry i mean i guess she She seemed a little bit sorry, but overall like I just don't trust Royal, I don't trust his mom and I just wish that like um the dad said like that they would just take responsibility for once and stop trying to kind of get in the way and make everything okay. They can't make everything okay. But what happened has happened and it's done and um I think that uh Christopher's dad, father said that um they have been in a family truce or something. for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. So that stuck out to me because that's about 20 years is how long ago Axel died. So then I was starting to right. wonder if that had anything to do with it. So Okay, oh. Detective Ali. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one. I didn't I didn't put that together until right now. That Yeah. I'm going to be looking at these next few episodes <laughs> with a new eye now that I'm thinking yeah. like okay. All right. 
Well, Ashwin, I know you, you're the one who sparked this whole thing. You know, you said it first about Conchita and Pepe, you know, Conchita trying to speak to Pepe to get some kind of resolve. What, what did you make out of that scene with Conchita and Pepe at the poolside? Yeah, totally. I think the main thing that stood out to me was the family history between those two. Um, you know, we hear that Pepe Martinez and then Conchita, their families are one of the most powerful families on Ibiza. So even hearing for those two to become rivals with each other, um, that's going to take a lot from both sides. And like, as Ali mentioned, they've been out of truce for a while. And I don't know if you guys picked up on this when Pepe was talking to his son, showing him pictures, he mentions, he's like, I used to pick almonds for this family. So Pepe mm. Martinez used <coughs> to work for the Calfet family. He mm -hmm. started off and he was like, back then when you worked for this family, you were entitled to everything and anything. So I thought that was important that he actually got his start from that family. And obviously he's done incredibly well to now be one of the most powerful families on that island as well. So that just established a big piece of the history. And the other part was when Conchita goes to that, I, I don't know, that the caregiving home, that's actually her sister. I didn't know who that was that she was going to visit, but now we learn it was something on Pepe Martinez's mm -hmm. side that hurt her sister from the accident. And now she has that, uh, you know, her, her, her brain um, has, has the issues now as a result from it. Mm -hmm. So I just think it ties up the story a lot. Like, obviously they go back so far. Um, I could see why Conchita did step up because she's like, hey, this happened and I didn't retaliate on you guys. Now my son did this. I, I need to have some type of peace. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because um, I, I, I could understand Conchita's proposal of why she is approaching Pepe. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yes, and I, we have some, I think we have some pretty good plants in these scenes, in, in this scene in particular, that we're going to see pay off over the next episodes um, because there's too much to unpack historically in order not to pay it off over a period of totally. time. Um, and so the next, the next point I want to talk up is, it's actually two points. It's Zoe's dad coming to Ibiza, uh, but also the beach day with Zoe and Kika. And I cannot remember the, the taller lady's name. I went back through the episode to try to find it. I, I'll, I'll find it later. I'll look it up while we're talking here. Um, but yeah, the beach day and the whole Zoe's dad coming to Ibiza. Now, I thought the beach day was much needed because this is a point where we need to learn some more things about these characters, um, Zoe in particular. We get to learn you know, her from a different side um, because obviously the way that she's speaking with this random man, boxer, who she doesn't know that well, plus other random guys she doesn't know that well or trust that well. So it's good to hear the conversations and see, you know, the interactions between two uh, female allies here on screen and get a little bit more uh, things unpacked from these characters. Uh, what did, so what did you, uh, so Ashman, what did you think about, about the, the number one, the, the beach day with the, with the friends and then the dad coming back at the same time, Zoe's dad coming to a visa at the same time. What did you feel about those two? Events? Yeah, I mean, I think the beach day was well needed. I I personally enjoyed seeing a beach on a visa. I'm like, wow, I really need to go to a visa. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, but also just the relationship uh, becoming closer with Kika. I think Kika is a really good source for Zoe. And I think that because one, um, Kika had a relationship with her brother. She's going to know details that other people may not know about him. Right. And two, she's not in the family. She's not, she tries to stay away from the family drama. And she says it as well. She's like, anything my family touches is infectious, right? She's like, that's why I have moved so many miles away. So I enjoyed seeing their bonding. I think, um, I, I don't think Zoe should fully confide in anyone right now, but I think that if she has a source that she needs to get maybe more reliable information from, then Kika is certainly a good one. And I think Kika's good for Zoe. She kind of likes to let her 
have her have fun, let your hair down, go in the water, like relax a little bit rather than just, um, just being on this mission. Sometimes answers just come up when you're not as tense about it. So that was my take on that. And as far as the father goes, I thought it was sweet. I think he really loves his daughter. Um, I think he took matters into his own hand and especially us after learning what Zoe went through after her brother um, went missing. I mean, she threw herself out of a window, right? So obviously the dad and the husband, like they know, they, they don't want to see somebody they love redo this cycle again. So um, I thought it was cool that the father went after her. But I think there's also pieces that the father knew that Zoe doesn't. So I think we're going to start seeing drama between those two happen, which which we already have. Yes, it, it agreed. Um, and I, yeah, Kika's more like the, you know, you have the devil and the angel on the shoulder. Kika's more like the devil on the shoulder if the show if the devil was like a hippie and would just be <laughs> down for anything. That's, <laughs> that's what I get from Kika. Um, so. Uh, Ali, how did you feel about the uh, about the beach day plus the father showing up in Ibiza, interrupting the beach day? I totally agree. I really, really, really want to go to Ibiza because that was beautiful. Um, and again, yeah, I think Kika is really good for Zoe right now. She's um, going through a lot, and you know, the beach is soothing. It's good for the soul for anyone. So I was happy <laughs> to see her kind of take her there on what was supposed to be a calm, common day. And then the dad shows up, which um, like Ashman, I was really happy to see the dad because I think it wouldn't have made sense if the dad just never came or if I think we'll maybe see some more of um, Zoe's husband as well. But yeah, um, after we learn uh, the fact that Zoe threw herself out the window um, and how her brother's disappearance affected her, I was happy to see her dad show up. Just someone that she does know and someone that she loves. And I I think when we found out that um, Axel was not just going to Ibiza to follow his dreams, he was going because he got kicked out. That was a really big turning point. So I definitely think we're gonna see more drama from Zoe and her dad. But at the end of the day, um, it's still her dad. And we can tell he obviously very much loves her. And he's a police officer. So anybody else who can get on Zoe's side who like has some of that law background or anything like that at this point, I think could only benefit her. You know, Ali, I'm actually, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up about um, finding out that the father pretty much pushed uh, Axel away for him mm -hmm. to leave Manchester because that was a, a really harsh blow uh, for, to be dealt to Zoe during this whole process, you know? At finding out all this and then on top of that finding the dad is the reason why but with that being said I wanted to ask you guys what did you think about that do you think he do you think he did that because of the whole public shame thing you know with him being a police officer and his son getting caught up you know parties and getting reprimanded by law enforcement do you think that's the reason why he like kicked him out or was or do you think it's more of a uh the good kid and the bad kid, which Axel being the obvious bad kid influencing the 15 year old good kid, which is Zoe. What are, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, um, Ashman? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it was the shame. I mean, maybe like 5%, but like my take from it is Axel was just a wild child. Like he was wild. I think the father had a hard time controlling him. And I think he was just trying to protect his household and his, you know, daughter. Like she was 15 years old. Axel did have people coming in the house, having little dance parties and all that stuff. And I think even being a cop, he's seen a lot. Like maybe he didn't want these guys just around his daughter. Like you never know what anyone is capable of. So I think his main reason for kicking him out was, was protection to be like, listen, if you're not going to abide by my rules and you think you're so grown, then go be grown somewhere else. And, and that was my take on it. And, right. And, and Ali, does your, does your take or opinion mirror Ashman's or are you slightly, slightly different? I completely agree. I think there's a little bit of shame going on, but at the end of the day, I don't think that's enough to just kick your child out over. Mm -hmm. I do think it was because he is really protective over Zoe and wanted her in a healthy, stable environment. I also don't think the dad thought 
Axel was going to go to like Ibiza. I think he probably thought he'll go live with a friend or something. Like I didn't, and maybe he did know, or maybe there's something we'll learn uh, later on about that. But I just think it's crazy that he just went to a whole different country and the dad was like, seemed okay with it. Um, you think as a parent, you would still kind of want to know like where your kid was at, at least going or where, who he's with and everything, but I don't know. Right. You know, yeah, you would want to know where your son is or daughter is at, you know, but I guess he's not. It kind of, whenever you said that, I, I thought about those old 90s commercials where it's like, it's uh, it's 12 a.m. Do you know where your son or daughter is right now? It's like some ridiculous old school drug, anti-drug commercial. But let's talk about another dad here. Let's talk about uh, Andreu. Now, there's a moment, there's a big, there's two big bombshells that I want to talk about in one. So part one of the, of the bombshell is that um, Andreo receives a, this letter that uh, that's, wants him to test uh, if he's mentally fit to still uh, control the family's holdings and businesses and stuff like that. And then we have Andreo deciding um, to tell his wife about the letter that he found, which she is the one who pretty much set him up with that letter to try to cut him out, and him deciding to retire and leave leave the family and sleep at his parents' house is what he was saying. What, what were you thinking about that when all that happened, Ashman? I mean, I think Andreu's just had enough. Like, I think he's he's been fed up for a while and... I think that for the fact he doesn't know who to trust anymore, it doesn't make it, make it like worth his while. Like he spent his entire life building this empire and now the next level is it's going to be the casino. And there's already so much drama around it. So it's like, I feel like he's already just kind of like, I want to retire and I want to chill. And the letter was just kind of more of an incentive to say, maybe, maybe it is my time to just step off the throne like if these people want it so bad you guys take all the baggage and responsibility and if you want to run it down you go you go run it down I think he's just done um I do think he was a little hurt hurt and shocked like when he came and he confronted his wife about it you could see that he's he's loved her forever like however she's been and and we clearly see I mean she's uh She's quite the character, right? She was flirting with the young boys back in the days. Like Conchita has been who she is. And um, it seems like Andreu has just kind of accepted her and loved her unconditionally. And he makes that point as well. He's like, I wish you would have loved me the way that I loved you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the letter was just kind of here. You want it, take it. I'm retiring and I'm leaving. And then we do see uh, the sensitivity in Conchita. She's like, don't go. Like, I don't want you to go, given she didn't say it verbally, but she, you know, looked out the window and obviously they've been married to each other for years that they were able to see one another. Um, but now the aftermath of happened, what happened to Andreu, let me know when you want to get into that because that was yeah. just heartbreaking. We're, we're going to get your favorite character. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't know Aww. if it's over. We don't know if it's over yet. So, but we, we're going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but before we do, I just want to go to Allie. Allie, what did you feel about the whole the whole thing with the court summons or the summons for uh, mental abilities test, and then the whole you know him Andreo retiring and just leaving and swimming out into the sea and all of that good stuff. Uh, I want justice for him. I just feel so bad for him. Um, his family sucks. Like, that's so sad. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, um, him retiring and leaving, I was happy. I was like, yeah, just get out of here. Um, you know, whatever at this point. And at least he still has Kika. And I was like, go, go move to Miami. Like, just go live with Kika. I don't know. But I think when Kika finds out what happens, she's going to come back in and, uh, make things right. Because, um, if he did die in that car accident, then I think she's going to um, want justice for him and kind of, you know, take over and do what he wanted her to do with the business. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this more with this whole situation more in future episodes, because this is once, like I was saying, this is drama on top on top of drama on top of drama so now we have a whole new storyline and direction to go into with andreu 
Um, but there's two more things I want to talk about before we talk about the the biggest bomb of the of the evening. Um, Anna and the kids staying with Marcus, like that for me was out of the blue. I mean, I know Marcus was you know hurt and all that good stuff, but there's so many people, so many things that Marcus has done wrong, and then on top of that, you have probably a quarter of the country of Romania looking for you right now or trying to figure out a way to get to you. Um, but what did you all think about about those mo the moment when Anna went to stay with Marcus to you know to help him heal? Because I was thinking, okay, you know, these guys are separate, well, they're obviously not together, and you know, Anna's getting ready to marry George and have a whole new life. And part of me was thinking either this two two options: either it's a sympathy for him, or b she'll always love this guy, and so she's going to you know nurture this guy and try to help in this moment when he needs some nurturing, you know, due to his ailments. Uh, well, how did you feel about that whole situation, Allie? Yeah, I, um, I was really happy that Marcus was honest with Anna um, and mm -hmm. told her what he did. He could have easily have lied to try to, you know, save face and act like he's this great dad, but he messed up and he told her. I think that um, since he's going to live with Anna now, I think that they're going to have... Um, I don't like George from the last episode we saw him in. So I'm hoping that Marcus and Anna get back together because they're awesome together. They're very honest and open. Um, they've been through a lot together. So I'd like to see them, I don't know. And for the sake of Marcus, like he's had a rough time and we can all tell he still deeply loves Anna. So I'm hoping that they get another shot at love. Ooh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, Ashman, what did you think about um, um, Anna and Marcus temporarily displaying house again? Well, I'm glad Marcus got to rest. I was happy yeah. to see an episode where he wasn't the one getting beat up. So um, that was good. And obviously the girls are well. You know, last episode we seen them running off and now they're in the hospital. So they, you know, everything turned out fine over there. But, um, you know, I think, I think Anna has sympathy for him. I think they're the type of relationship that, you know, once you have a love, but there's still a friendship there, it's just friendship. So you care for that person genuinely. And I think she could look at Marcus and say, I know that he has deep love for me. And if I'm the strong one that can help him, then I'm going to help him. And that still is the father of her children. So I think, mm -hmm. I think she did the right thing. I think she stepped in and, um, and she's, she's caring for somebody that, Obviously, um, they, they have a deep relationship together. Yes, I, I'm glad that Marcus got a break too. Marcus is, a, I've, I've been told there's a, a, a saying in Russia called someone, someone being a useful idiot. Yeah, Marcus is the useful <laughs> idiot here. And like, seriously, Marcus has so much stuff going around him and he has children and ex-wives in, in the country. Like this is something that 20 year old kids do. 20-year-old kids get involved with Romanians and get their legs broken by them trying to be a big shot drug dealer slash DJ. That's 20-year-old stuff. But yeah. hey, you know, some people in their second and third childhoods. Um, so let's move on to the last and the biggest bomb of all for the entire episode was Andreu getting in an accident. Accident with quotations. Accident. So... Andreu is driving back in his little Jaguar, which I, I was, for him being so rich, I expected something yeah. else. I didn't expect the old school Jaguar, but that's, that's beyond the point. The point is, is that Andreu was driving, a car stops in front of him, then drives off, and then a huge Mack truck or you know, transfer truck, 18-wheeler cargo truck hits him and knocks him not just a little far, like really far, all the way over to the, the, uh, the concrete wall on the other side of the road and we're just left with that now for me i'm like oh okay now we're going okay now we've already got you know we've already seen some slivers of grittiness from boxer in the last episode okay what are we going to see now and i promise you all here uh ali and ashman and you guys listening at home i'm not crazy i just love you know a little violence you know when it comes to these kind of shows every once in a while but uh what were you thinking about this when 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 this whole accident with quotations happened Allie um oh uh, yeah I was just sad to see it um we all really like that character and he um 
is the only sane one it seems right now, even over Zoe sometimes. Like I just, um, I definitely think it was planned. And I, I think Conchita might've been behind it because she knew where he was going, what he was driving. So I de- she is just evil to me. And so I wouldn't be surprised if she was the one who kind of set it up. Um, I really hope that he's alive because I don't want this to be the end of him yet. I want to see more. And I think I want to see him like stick up to his family and like get his business back and all that. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to see, you know me, I want to see him get some revenge, you know. Yes. Um, but Ashman, what did you think about the whole accident with quotations? Yeah, I so did not see that coming like at all. It just, it happened all of a sudden. As much as I hate to say it, like I do think it's a setup as well. We see that guy that was driving in front of him. He kind of keeps looking through his rear view and like waiting on that moment where he was just going to, you know, suddenly step on his brakes, which was going to cost a cause um, Andreu to, you know, slam on his brakes that hard. And that truck, I mean, it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to ensure that he was going to be dead. Like it's one thing I get, it's the power of something colliding into another. So it's going to have a massive push, but this truck didn't stop. So, and Ali, that's a really good point. Like you've been an awesome detective this episode. <laughs> Conchita did see the car that he was driving. She did know the timing of when he was leaving. So, you know, if, if anyone was going to set that up, I think she's the only one that would be able to put all that together. And if that is the case, like, you know, she's so shady. It's not even funny. And yeah. I really do hope Kika comes back and, and takes revenge, like does what her dad had wanted her to do. And hopefully Andreu is alive. And that would put now Marcus and him in the hospital. Yeah. There's quite the hospital <laughs> scene going on here. <laughs> yes, the, the workers, the hospital workers in Avisa have been busy <laughs> this week. Like mad Marcus and then yeah, they had they had everybody, Boxer, Marcus, and now yeah. Andrew. Like, I'm wondering who's next from this. Right. Who's next? <laughs> um, but that, maybe we can get to that in our predictions. Uh, but it is that time of the episode where we go to our special segment and news. So, Ashman, what do you got for us with the special segment? For sure. So, you guys, we know Aviza is such a party place, and we see some of the club scene take place. So I had to check into the club scene and bring some fun facts around that. Um, So I have four (laughs) different things, beginning with the first one. The oldest club in Avisa is Pacha. It was founded in 1973. And when I heard 1973, I'm like, wow, that doesn't even seem too long ago. But apparently Mm -hmm. that's one of the oldest clubs um, on that island. Secondly... The yeah. world's biggest nightclub is Privilege Privilege Aviza, which can hold up to 11,000 people. What? what? Can you imagine? No. Like, I, I actually I want to go. <laughs> I don't I, know. That's wow. Yeah. I like almost want to triple fact check that, and I might because I'm like the island itself and 11,000 people, but according to like the whole travel scene and all that, that that's what was listed. So. That's one of them. And the range of parties. It's not just a techno and house scene. You can find a range of different parties, such as foam parties, white parties, and boat parties. So anywhere you go on that island, you could be rocking out in different places and there's something going on. Um, Lastly, guys, get this. So before it was possible to party for 22 hours a day, on the island of Aviza. But after regulations and all this craziness from that type of nightlife, now all the clubs have to close by 6 a.m., which is still so, so late, right? Yeah. Like 6 a.m. But before it could just be ongoing, like seriously, 22 hours a day. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> What, what was the name of the club again? I, I need to write this down with the yeah. thousand. Uh, I'm putting it on my dream board. Uh, the, the world's not biggest nightclub? Yes. It's Privilege Aviza. Okay. Privilege Aviza. So, I mean, our producers are listening. Hey, Christmas is coming. We had a rough time <laughs> this year. Um, you know, this would be a nice trip, you know, 
Guys, can we shoot we can all 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 after bus. We can all go. Yes, matter of fact, we could do an episode of White Lines from a visa, you know. Let's go. Just so okay. we, we want to keep it as real as possible at After Buzz. Um, well, Ashman, thank you for your, uh, for your special segment. Uh, Allie, what do you got for us for, with news today? Yes. Okay. Um, I was just going to talk a little bit about our girl, Kika. Um, the actress who plays her is named, and I hope I say it correctly, but Marta Milans. Um, and she had her acting debut back in 2006, but because of the show, she's slowly, this is kind of her breakthrough role, but she's had plenty of roles before, um, both English and Spanish roles. She is from Madrid and she's 38 years old. Um, and she is very present on social media. So, and I was looking at her earlier and, um, she's really interesting. And she described, uh, her character Kika as a bit of a roller coaster. So I'm kind of wondering if we'll see uh, some more of her that if she, if she has this other wild side, I mean, we've already seen the wild side, but I'm wondering, uh, I'm just excited to see the dynamic of her character and what else we're going to get from her. Okay. Well, thank you for that background on her. Hey, you should uh, follow her and invade those DMs. Maybe we can get yes. her a couple words on the show. One I day. will. Who I knows? Will. Um, but thank you for that special segment. So, uh, before we get out of here, we're going to go ahead and cover some predictions. I'll let you all go first. Uh, Allie, what do you got for us? What are your now, predictions? You're after okay, Buzz so I think TV. that we're going to see um, Marcus get out of the hospital, a lot of him um, living with Anna. Um, and I think somehow Zoe, Boxer, and um, Marcus are going to all kind of uh, get together somehow and because I'm sure Marcus has many questions because he has no idea what's going on with the Romanians yet or any of that so I think he's going to get let in on what's all going down and um, I think the three of them will form an alliance and start trusting each other more and just build this dream team so they can all try to figure out what happened to Axel and I do think that we're going to find out soon what happened to Axel because we almost got there last episode we were so close um so I just yeah I would like to finally just know at least who did it or um who's behind it so I'm I'm gonna put that out there that next episode will hopefully be the one okay Allie I mean with your detective skills I'm trusting you because you, <laughs> oh you've been on it this this episode uh, what about you, Ashman? What are your predictions for future episodes? You know, I really hope that we see what happens to Andreu, and I hope that he's alive. Um, I hope that's the first thing we see in episode five. Um, it'll be interesting to see how all family members react, Conchita, Oriol, um, and Kika. I'm going to have a close eye on each of them because I really want to see like what their reaction is uh, for kind of the matriarch of their family that's happening to them. Um, I think I think we're going to see some love start developing. I, I almost feel like Boxer and Zoe, they might come together. They might share a kiss or something. I think they're getting kind of close. And as much as she loves her husband, Mike, I think something is beginning to brew there. And even with Anna and Marcus, I think, I think you know, they might fall in an old habit and we know how Anna feels about sexuality. It's no yeah. thing to her. So, <laughs> we do. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to be anyone's game. Yes. Um, well, before, before I, I go off on my little tangent about my, uh, my predictions, I wanted to speak with you all real quick about something that we forgot to talk about. And I can't believe I forgot it because it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So Oreo and his frog acid or his frog trip, frog psychedelic trip. Like I'm not into psychedelics. I've been told they're awesome time, but I'm not into them. And uh, frog psychedelics, I'm definitely not into that. Uh, there were some revelations that were happening during uh, during um, Oreo's trip that alluded to possibly Conchita being the mastermind behind this. What did you all think really quickly, Ashley? That was super crazy. I mean, clearly, like a shaman had to guide him through that journey. But I do think it worked for him because if his revelation is accurate, look at look at what he saw. His mom was there with Axel and he's like, who killed you? And he's like, please don't say it was me. So maybe he blacked out and did it and really is not aware of it. But I think it was a really important piece of the episode. So thanks for bringing that up. Yes. And Ali, what did you think? Um. 
Yeah, very quickly. I, I agree. I do think um, he definitely blacked out. Uh, like we've heard uh, the birthday party the night that he died was wild. So no doubt in my mind, he doesn't even know if he killed him or not. That's crazy. And I don't know how he's been going this long with that guilt or um, curiosity. Did I even do it? So I was happy he finally, I'm happy he's finally trying to figure it out. I definitely think um, since we saw Conchita with Axel, that was a very telling moment. Uh, Conchita uh, or Oriol, both of them possibly, but one of them or both of them were behind it, I definitely think. But yeah, that was a crazy scene. Yes, for me, and that's what's going to bring me to my prediction is because of that scene. Um, you know, I've been told the hallucinogens and all that stuff, they help you see things the way they really are supposed to be. So if the mom is showing up in these trippy dreams, along with the guy who was killed, and this has been looming around these episodes for the past few episodes, yes, once again, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and water rolls off its butt, it it's a duck, <laughs> you know? And so with the mother, you know, being there in, in that dream and saying, you know, you know, who did this, it's really telling for me. And so I think, number one, uh, the mother is going, we're going to see some kind of revelation with the mom being involved or doing something evil, you know? And then also we're going to see um, Kika, I believe we're going to see Kika rise up. Like Kika, I'm starting to see her get, you know, more empowered each episode, not, not just as a character, but just not just as a character, but as like the, the younger sister of that world, you know, of that family. And so we're starting to see her get some guts. Um, and then also, I think we're going to see a, a little bit more of uh, guts from Zoe. I don't think Zoe's done yet. I think Zoe's going to pull off something crazy here in the next few episodes. Um, well, uh, unfortunately, uh, to all you guys who are watching and or listening, our time is up. But I'd like to thank you for helping us uh, remain the ESPN of TV talk. Um, you guys have hang, uh, hung out with us week in, week out, and we really appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. And we will be back at this again later on today at 8, right? Right? Yeah, eight? that's right. Um, so before we go, I just want to uh, let everybody know where you can find everyone at. Allie, where can they find you at? Yes, you can find me um, on social media at Alexandra James. And Ashman, where can they find you at? Yep, you can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish. And you can find me on Instagram, that's at Rob Stilo, that's R-O-B-S-T-E-L-O. -E Please invade the DMs with any T, any predictions that you have. And uh, hopefully we can uh, put some of these on the show. Thank you for tuning in and we will buzz you all later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.